jungle. We've got fun and games. We got everything you want, honey. We know the name. Hey there, uh, skips and skipperettes from all across the vast electronic wasteland, known only as Internet Land. Welcome today to Tales from the Jungle Cruise, uh, Season 7, Episode 3. We have a very special episode for you today, something a little bit um, uh, unusual. Tales from the Jungle Cruise is uh, pleased to welcome to the show Skipper Chuck. Uh, Skipper Chuck. No, oh, wait. Oh, was that me? Yes, that, that was the introduction we were doing oh. for you. Oh, sorry. I was uh, busy down under the table looking for some chewing gum. Didn't find any. So, um, for those of you who are not aware, as I'm sure many of you are not, Skipper Chuck uh, broke boundaries, barriers, and uh, many boats. That's true. All things that start with the letter B. Brazil nuts. Brazil nuts. In his time at the world famous Jungle Cruise uh, in Orlando. So we wanted to have uh, Chuck on the show today um, to speak of his time as a trailblazer. Blazer. Uh, uh, that's a blazer is actually what yes. I'm wearing. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a, a B it's word. My, it's my trailblazer. I'll try not to break it. So the first question I guess we can ask is what is it with Muppets and alliteration? Uh, that's a good question. It's quite uh, a conundrum. Uh, well, you know, it's a cacophonous thing. Cacophonies are a lot funnier. All those K sounds. Yeah, you know, so it works. It's like a cliche. They call it a cliche because it works. So tell me about your time in the Jungle Cruise in Orlando. Okay, well, uh, my first, uh, well, the way that I got there was uh, I heard that they were adding a new attraction uh, called Muppet Vision 3D, and uh, I went down there to audition for it, and then I found out that it wasn't really a show, it was just a movie, and I missed it, so uh, I was out of luck there, and then uh, I thought maybe I could be in the orchestra, so I wanted to audition for the orchestra, but... They wouldn't let me in because I'm not a penguin. That's kind of a black and white statement on their part. That's true. And I can't play an instrument. So, you know, I was going to file an HR complaint, but it didn't really go anywhere. So they just tried to find a place for me there at Walt Disney World. Uh, so uh, I bounced around a few places, uh, tried to march in the parades, but that didn't go too well because I've got no legs. And then uh, for a while, I was on the uh, It's a Small World ride. That was fun, but uh, yeah, I got fired from there. Well, reassigned because I couldn't uh, remember the words of the song. Yeah, I would be singing like, It's a world of rafters, a world of piers. It's a world of soap and a world of beers. So I guess my question would be, it seems like there's a lot of ladies there at It's a Small World. Um, did you find love on the rivers of the small world? And if so, what country do you feel like had the, the best ladies for you to uh, enjoy their company? Well, speaking of alliteration, I love the Latin ladies. <laughs> uh, they're very luscious and uh, long-limbed, and uh, they have uh, luxurious lashes. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, 
So in Spain and Mexico and all over the place, you know, I don't discriminate. Just because I'm blue, you know, I'm all about all the colors. So after It's a Small World, where did you wind up? Oh, well, they, uh, they figured the place that I would uh, not stand out the most, like where I could hide, if you will, uh, was the Jungle Cruise. They said something about, uh, about skippers being the Muppets of cast members. It's true. Yeah, it's true. you know, chaotic, making puns, uh, you know, good times. Seeming like they're being controlled by upper management and being made to say words that they didn't actually want to say. Yeah, there's that too. Plus, you know, people's hands up your shirts. Yeah. Yeah. So what was your training like, uh, Chuck? Well, first of all, when was this? When was it that you were trained uh, in Orlando? Uh, well, this was uh, around 1989 when Muppet Vision 3D uh, opened. Uh, so I was there in the 90s and into the 2000s and, and well, up until recently. Yeah. And as the first, um, what's the word that's best here? Um, Puppet American. Um, Muppet is fine. Muppet is fine. Well, for me, that's my word. You can't use it. Okay. Um, as the first uh, person of your background at the uh, at the Jungle Cruise, what kind of barriers did you find that you had in uh, really executing that job? Well, you know, first of all, the whole thing where I don't really have any legs, so I would stand behind like the dock box all the time, and uh, I don't want to say that like I dropped the ball, but I mean, look at my arms. So you know, that was kind of tough, but I persevered and. Uh, you know, try to give the best show that I can. Did you find that you were able to tell jokes in a different way that uh, that really brought it home? And uh, was Orlando something that you enjoyed the humor of? Uh, the humor or the humidity? Well, either one. I imagine that can be a little bit rough uh, with is, complexion. It is a little bit rough. There was one time I was uh, stuck on uh, rear, rear unload, and uh, everyone was maxing out. And this one lady, she was... She was kind of large. Mm -hmm. She grabbed my hand so, 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 so hard that, uh, yeah, she ended up throwing me into the river. It's a shame. Yeah, they, uh, I got so wet they had to put me into uh, costuming and uh, put me in a dryer. But, you know, it all worked out in the end. So what other experiences uh, at the Jungle Cruise in Orlando did you have? Training, was your training enjoyable? it was training you know uh, I like the, how the trains come through the uh, 18th century uh, locomotive when we're going through the hippo pool you know here we have hippos and then oh look at that it's an 18th century locomotive how about the guys on monorails did you find that they had a one-track mind uh, yeah that's that's absolutely true yeah. uh, sometimes it switches off though so being the the first uh, puppet, shall we say, uh, at the Jungle Cruise, what were some of the things that you f saw that were really um, other cast members treating you without the respect that you deserved as a trailblazer in the, in the field? Well, you know, everyone was actually pretty welcoming, you know? Uh, you know, it's amazing how, uh, how much the kids, the guests, really enjoy having a Muppet on your uh, on your cruise mm -hmm. um it's really hard to uh put that into words although my cast members sometimes you know knew exactly what it was like following them <coughs> 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 sorry go ahead 
Yeah, because sometimes... Uh, it felt in my throat. It was a little... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've felt that way all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, sometimes uh, it's hard to follow me. So a lot of people uh, didn't want to be on the boat behind me because the kids come in and they're saying, why aren't you a Muppet? And where's Kermit? The amount of times that I, as a cast member, was asked, why are you not a Muppet? Too often and, and too true ringing inside my heart. It's a universal conundrum. Why aren't we all Muppets? So speaking of universal and conundrums, I understand that you try to get a job at uh, Universal Studios in Orlando. Uh, that is true. That is true. I didn't get that far. Yeah. Well, they kind of have the lock with, uh, you know, the union, union Muppets. Union Muppets, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to go work with the uh, Harry Potter, but I'm kind of bald, so I wasn't hairy enough for that. Yeah. So what it's, uh, what's next for Skipper Chuck? What have you been doing since you left the Jungle Cruise? Uh, what's next in your agenda? Have you, have you ever really left the Jungle Cruise? Well, you know, they try to take a Muppet out of the Jungle, but you can never take the Jungle out of the Muppet. But I've been here at Disneyland, you know, uh, doing some boats here now and then, uh, living in Hollywood, you know, living my life, living my best life. So what do you see as the big differences for Skipper Chuck between Anaheim and Orlando? Uh, well, let me think. The, uh, well, there's a river's bigger there in, uh, in Florida, mm -hmm. and it's more naturally humid, and it actually rains there. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot easier here because then I don't get thrown in a dryer so often. Uh, that's true. Yeah, that is helpful. Uh, did you get a chance? Uh, I know that they brought a lot of cast members over to the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge area. Uh, what, what were your impressions and uh, did you have any roles in opening up the Star Wars area? Oh, well, I had a lot of fun over there, like playing during the previews. And uh, I wanted to go over there and be an Ewok, but uh, that's the, apparently it's the wrong planet. I don't want to be a Jawa, but they don't have Jawas on Batu. So, uh, yeah. Good times, though. I really enjoy the rides, and those Ronto wraps are so delicious. Yeah. I understand they're finally about to get their resistance to rise. I told them more yeast. Yeah, yeah. Would really help with that process. It would. It really would. So what, uh, what else does uh, Skipper Chuck feel passionate about? What else drives the, the Muppet, the man, the legend? Uh, you know, making jokes. Uh, playing with, you know, seeing stories, collecting stuff. I like Jungle Cruise memorabilia. Mm -hmm. I like the Star Wars, uh, Marvel, uh, Pixar, all of the uh, Disney IP. Yeah. Yeah, IP. Well, not right now, but yeah, I like IP. So I feel like this interview would uh, not be complete if we didn't address the elephant in the room. I mean, technically it's a hippo, but we're not talking about that. Yeah. I'm talking about the comedy store, you, Fozzie Bear, the altercation in the parking lot. Uh, it was all over the tabloids. It was pretty rough. Uh, is it true that Fozzie was cribbing notes from your set? It's true. It's true. I've never seen him bomb so hard. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's a shame a, a career professional like that shouldn't need to uh, take his jokes from anywhere. Yeah, well, you know, that's his whole shtick. Yeah. Do you have any other... Uh, you know, we all like our celebrity connections that we've made over the years. Any other uh, people from The Muppet Show you had a chance to interact with? 
Uh, let me think. Uh, me and Miss Piggy had a little thing on the side for a while, you know. Uh, side ribs or side, what is that called? Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, pork belly. Yep. Yeah, yep. Where I like I like the pork belly, you know. Yeah. So what's next for Skipper Chuck? Where, uh, where are your travels taking you? I understand you have a fondness for the tiki culture and lifestyle. Well, yeah, I love it in the tiki, 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 tiki. Tiki, tiki, tiki room. Yes. Uh, you know, the birds say words, and uh, it's a good place to take a nap. Because sometimes you get tired. And I don't have eyelids, so, you know, you get it where you can. Where you can. Yes, yeah, always a challenge. Yes. Well, Skipper Chuck, it has been a privilege. Oh, thank you. And a pleasure. Yes. And uh, I think your car is being towed out in front, so we probably should wrap oh, no. this up. I have terrible street parking on Wednesdays. Oh, is that red, that red zone? Ah, yeah. Ah. So, well, thank you. Uh, you're an inspiration to many of us who uh, feel that we wish we could be more like you. And that's truly a heartfelt statement. A heartfelt statement. Good one. Tales from the Jungle Cruise. Skipper Chuck joining us. Thank you, everyone. And uh, we'll be back after this commercial message. Huh. Well, hey there, skips and skipperettes from all across the vast electronic wasteland known only as Internet Land. And welcome back to Tales from the Jungle Cruise. Uh, we're sitting here today with uh, Skipper Brian, uh, who is joining us today on the show. He is a veteran of the Walt Disney World Jungle Cruise. So we're going to be sitting down and chatting and uh, telling a little bit of his story as we get this season up and running. I know that we've had some uh, starts and fits to get things up and running with the uh, holiday season as we uh, should have discovered this many, many times in the past. It's very hard to get Jungle Cruise skippers during uh, Novembers and Decembers for interviews. And of course, we brought the show back in November and December. Uh, so here's a couple of quick plugs. If you have not yet done so, uh, facebook.com slash jungle cruise, C-R-E-W-S. Uh, we also have our skipper store with now 120 different products, uh, designs. This is Richard Wallace's Jungle Cruise t-shirt. Uh, big fan of that. Uh, so make sure you check that out. Um, Brian, hey buddy. Hey, how you doing, Kyle? Fantastic. Uh, we've been friends now, uh, getting on close to a year or so, uh, mainly because of um, we're brought into my sphere, you know, mainly on Instagram yes. at the start. Uh, because I understand you have a, a long-standing friendship with Skipper Chuck. Yeah, we go back. We go back a long way. Yeah, and yeah. he uh, he has been uh, taking Instagram and the internet by. I wouldn't say storm. No, not uh, a storm. No, but it could be. Could be because he's his content is excellent, and it's taking it. By, he's taking it by a drizzle. Yes. Yes. So, uh, so let's let's do the thing we always do. Let's talk okay. about how you got started with Disney. Uh, obviously, Walt Disney World, a whole bunch of different uh, things than we have here in Anaheim. But how'd you get started with uh, with the parks? Well, when I was a kid, we had like three different types of vacations. We would have. Uh, ski vacations, we would have Penn State Bowl games, I'm from mm -hmm. Pennsylvania, Got it. and uh, we'd have Disney World. And when Penn State played the Citrus Bowl, we'd do two birds with one stone. Mm -hmm. um, and we have a, kind of a long history of ways that Disney kind of intersects with my family. Um, one of our family businesses, we were in the plastics, and so we had a bathroom stall company that did all of the stalls in Epcot. Um, there's still some of them there today. Um, so I was, it was in college, 
and I wanted to do the college program. Mm -hmm. uh, a friend of mine, uh, another friend of mine at Georgetown, uh, we were both like, hey, yeah, let's do the college program. And then uh, we found out that we couldn't do the college program because Georgetown didn't have an agreement with Disney and they wouldn't accept the credits. So couldn't do the college program, uh, but my I think it was my mom said to me, you know, if you want to work at Disney World, you don't need to do the college program. Mm -hmm. So the plan was I would just uh, get a summer job, uh, CT. Yep. So we were there at Easter time, as we usually were, and uh, I went into the interview, and uh, you know, charmed the guy. I did pretty well. And uh, at the and he asked me at the end, he's like, "Yeah, we'll we'll definitely give you a job." Um, we put me in uh, Magic Kingdom West Side Attractions, and he says, "You know what? I can see you on the Jungle Cruise." And I said, "You know what? So can I." <laughs> so uh, so for the next two so for the next two months while I was at school. Um, I was doing that thing where you're like writing your own future um, and having this whole like fantasy of like, I'm not just going to be a jungle cruise skipper. I'm going to be the best skipper, mm -hmm. the best skipper who ever skipped, you know? And, uh, and if I'm going to be the best skipper, you know, I clearly need to have the best jokes because the best skipper has the best jokes. So I started writing jokes. Um, at the time, I was doing a, uh, a cartoon in the Georgetown voice. And so while I was doing that, I was just, you know, brainstorming Jungle Cruise jokes. And uh, so I went... So I got hired uh, for attractions, went there, went through traditions, and they took us to our, our area and told us that most of us would be going to PAC, Parade Audience Control. But they gave us this, this there's this flyer, and it said, uh, attractions, auditions. Uh, you know, beyond this, you know, what the date and time and all that. And um, apparently it was not the way they usually do it. Yeah, uh, I don't. And this—that's like uh, 1995. Yeah, mid 90s. Yeah, mid 90s. So normally, from from what I what I'm told is normally when people are brought into the jungle or to do spieling attractions, it's more like a cold read. Mm -hmm. So where they give you the script and you're in a little conference room and you're talking in front of the managers, they're like, "Oh yeah, he can do it. They can do it. All right, fine." Um, this was American Idol. Got it. Um, whole, whole. Well, because '95, that would have been about the time narrations was hitting over in Anaheim. Yeah. So you know, maybe there's uh, changes that are happening in Orlando as well. Yeah, I think that that's what was going on, and so they. So it was like a hundred people, mm -hmm. and they brought everyone into the Walt Disney Theater, which is for Disneyland. It's about where uh, Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln is, <laughs> and so they had us all come on stage and audition in front of everyone. Um, so it was, like, and when I say that it was like American Idol, there was even a Simon Cowell. So there's this this I think he was the head trainer, mm -hmm. but I don't remember his name, so it's easier to just call him Simon Cowell. Um, but he was he was like really like snarky mm -hmm. um and cutting i remember this one kid so absolutely not disney energy at all no not at all like like beyond and uh i remember there's this one kid who was doing a spiel from hall of presidents he's like and here we have the seal and he's he's waving up at the at the wall and they're like it's on the floor dummy he's like oh here we have the seal it's like yeah so um so i got a script from the jungle cruise um, and then I went up on stage and I folded it in half and I had written a set list. <laughs> I went rogue. Mm-hmm. You went off, off, off script. I, yeah, I, I had two months of jokes that I had been writing. So I 
did my own jokes. Um, ballsy, very ballsy. Yeah, well, you know what? It was like one of those moments in in a movie where in the third act that there's like the protagonist has like this big speech to give, or the the public thing where they're showing their love, or like or like Eight Mile where Eminem's like, you know, it, it was just like that. It was just like that. So I uh, so I did my jokes and. You know, when you when you listen to stand-ups talk, they often talk about the first time that they got laughs mm-hmm. on stage and how addictive that is and how they spend their whole careers like trying to recreate that. Yep. So I wouldn't say that I got laughs. I got roars. Um, I I got a standing ovation from people from 100 people who were trying to get the same job as me. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it was over, Simon Cowell comes up to like take the mic and introduce the next person. He takes the mic from me and he says, yeah, after that, I can't say anything. Mm-hmm. So as we're walking back down into the house, he says really loudly so that everyone can hear, why don't you come sit down next to me, son, in the front? Mm-hmm. So I go and sit down next to him, and the next person is going up, and he, and he leans over to talk to me, and he goes, well, let's go outside. So he goes outside, and, and he says, that's some of the best material I've ever heard on that ride ever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, do you, do you do a lot of writing? And I'm like, well, yeah, you know, I do a little cartoon. He said, and this is, this is the thing that was so crazy. He said, I know the guy who compiles the SOP spiel. So we're going to hook you up with him. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get some of your jokes on the ride. And then, like, my friend from Traditions came out, Rob, and he was like, uh, gave me a high, f- I don't know if, I don't remember if it was a high five or a hug, but it was like, mm-hmm. I pitched a no-hitter in the, in the World Series. Yeah. And, like, everyone was, like, so stoked. Um, and then we go back in. And they tell us, you know, we'll, you'll hear from us by the end of the weekend. And I'm just, like, kind of floating. Um, and, like, I get on the bus, and the other cast member's like, oh, that's the guy. He did the thing. He did the thing. <laughs> and, um, and, my, and my mind just starts racing because, like, I know I can only really imagine how absurd it sounds that he told me that they'd put my jokes on the ride. Mm-hmm. I haven't driven the boat yet. I haven't put the hat on yet. And so my mind is just going like, oh yeah. So by the end of the by the end of the summer, you know, they'll have me polishing the scripts and all the other things, and then I'll, all all the other attractions. Yeah, as as someone in their twenties sees the universe, yeah, you know, it, it's, it's very me centric. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And then you know, I'll 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 go back to school and graduate, and then I'll come back. And you know, they were buying ABC at that time. And I'm sure that they'll like put me in a, a writer's room on a sitcom and give me a development deal. And every once in a while, I'll do some uh, some voiceover work. On uh, on an animated film, and, sure. and then pretty soon, you know, Michael Eisner better watch out because I'm coming for his job. Sure. Yeah. And then in your 20s, that's the way everything makes sense. Absolutely. And then Monday happened, and no one called me. So uh, so I go in, and I didn't even get that far. I didn't even make it to the utility door, and I see Simon Cowell, and he and he and he points a finger at me. He's like, "Come here, come on." Because I'm like, "What?" And uh, and he takes me on the side, and. It's rare that I've seen someone that angry. He was so angry. Like, he was wearing, I forget what costume it was, but it had a red vest. His face was as red as his vest. Got it. And he was like, oh, like, like he couldn't tell me, but he wanted to. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, man, it's such, oh, you, you know what you should do? 
You know what you should do? You should go, you should go right now into Dan Chesnicka's office. Ten, Dan Chesnicka was the manager of Attractions Westside. You should go into Dan Chesnicka's office right now. Go right now. Ask him why you didn't get the job. Go ahead. Go ahead. See what he says. See what he says. So I'm like, all right. So I go in and first mistake I made was I told him, Simon Cowell told me I should come ask you why I didn't get the job. Mm -hmm. That didn't go over well because next time I saw Simon Cowell, he like reamed me out for 10 minutes. But he wasn't my supervisor or my boss. So it didn't really matter. So I go in there and Dan Chesnicka is saying like, and I, I got to hand it to him. He was really good with his managerial talk. Mm hmm. But what he said to me was, you know, Brian, what you did on there, on the stage, was great. It was amazing. And Was he in the audience at the time? Or? Yeah, he was in the audience. Um, but what you did, no one else could do. Mm -hmm. Like, that was you up there. And on the Jungle Cruise, you know, they have a script. And they're not, they can't do all that. And part of me was saying, like, wait, are you saying that they're, like, kind of dumb and not funny like because that's like kind of it sounded a little bit well, insulting and yeah and the other side of it too is that you know it's um it it has to be replicable it has yes. to be the same trip for yes. every guest exactly as you're getting through the exactly attraction. so what he told me was um what we thought would be best is we're going to put you on the parades put um talking to the guests so that you can so that you're free to do whatever you want and I'm like, oh, that's great, bunch of. So, um, so what I found out later uh, is that the real reason was that I was a, I was a CT. Mm -hmm. I was a temporary. I was seasonal. They did not want to train anyone who might not be there in three months. Mm -hmm. So, of all of the people who auditioned, no one who was a CT got to go to Jungle. Um, in fact, our, the, the kid with the with the seal from the Hall of Presidents a couple months later was was in our break area, and he was like, "Oh man, I wanted to be the I wanted to be in the Jungle Crew so bad, but it was so it was so competitive. Like this one kid, this one guy did like ten minutes of stand up, and I'm like, "Yeah, that was me, and I'm here with you." Um, but the other thing was, and I think that like Simon Cowell and the rest of them, well, and, and that's, it's not just CT college program had a lot of those issues as well, where, you know, they were getting stuck in places that were, you know, less than desirable. I've talked to a bunch of Walt Disney world college program, people who definitely did not get where they wanted to be right off the bat. Well, that's the thing. The college program kids did get to go yeah. to Jungle. There was one girl that I worked with. She started at PAC and then went to Jungle. In fact, this is kind of a key moment. We were hanging out one day, and we are in Frontierland, and there was this, uh, this postcard of Donald getting squirted by the elephant. And she's mm -hmm. like, oh, it's my attraction. I'm going to get it and send it to my mom. And I'm like, that's great. There's no postcard for parade audience troll grumble grumble um but what i found out later is that when when i said i got a standing ovation that was true mm -hmm. but there was one person who did not stand mm -hmm. and she was a manager and she had veto power yep. and she literally said he'll never stick to the script send him to the par parades and so that was going to be my career at disney um just I was just going to be there for the summer. It so, was parades. So you were you were punishing. You were being punished for excelling. Absolutely. So I go back to school, and then at Christmas time, New Year's, I was back, you know, as we were, and I ran into some of my friends from the crew, and I'm like, "What's going on?" They're like, "Oh no, you can just come back." I'm like, 
oh, really? So after I graduated, the first thing that I did was I went to the security shack and I got my ID back mm -hmm. because free entry to the parks, 20% uh, discount, like I'll work for a week for free just for that. Mm -hmm. um, and so, so I call, so I call up the office and I'm like, Hey, so do you have any pack sh ships for me? And they're like, yeah, we're not doing that anymore. I'm like, great. So now what do I do? And they're like, well, I wasn't trained for anything, but you could do a greeter shift. I'm like, oh, okay. So, I mean, I guess send me to the jungle cruise. Cause that way I get to wear the outfit at least. And Pretend that I'm a skipper. Um, so I get a week worth of Jungle Cruise uh, greeter ships. And the first person that I see there is my friend from Traditions, uh, Rob Gordon. Mm -hmm. And the first thing that he says to me was, remember that manager lady who axed you out? I'm like, yeah. She says, she just left. And we're so happy about it. And I'm like, oh my God. Because in my mind, of the three of us who were out in the parking lot mm -hmm. during that audition, I was by far the least angry about, about, about what everything turned out to be. Sure. And so like a day or two later, he comes up to me and he says, uh, hey, you know, I heard that there's, a, there's a, a group of trainees starting next week. Do you want to get in on that? And uh, I say, yeah. Absolutely. So he, yeah, so he's like, all right, well, let me, let me go talk to them. I'll come back. And he comes back and he says, yeah, you know, I talked to them. I said, this is my friend, Brian. He showed all of this initiative and it bit him on the ass. And I think that we owe it to him to like train him for the ride. And so they said yes. Mm -hmm. And I, I got to be a Jungle Cruise skipper. And, and when we signed, when I signed off, they brought us in the office to get our availability. And my, I was about to start work like career-wise with my father, mm -hmm. um, but I didn't know what my what my hours would be, and so I'm like, well, why don't you just why don't I just call in for shifts um, until I know what that is, and then I called in for shifts for like four years until I moved to LA. <laughs> so and, and and now I realize what a good setup I had there. So it's kind of walking between raindrops because. I would work when I felt like it. So, I mean, it was more of a hobby than a job, really, mm -hmm. you know, but, um, but yeah, it was, it was so great. Um, and so that, yeah, that's why I'm, it, you know, uh, that's why it really resonates with me. It's just the whole, like, sure. that's, you know, that thing. And, well, and I think you're like me where the, you know, I, I didn't come to the jungle until much, much later. Yeah. I came when I was. Uh, what would that have been? That would have been 2001 would have been Disney, so I would have been, math is hard, 30, uh, 30 years old. Yeah, okay. it would have been right when I was 30. Okay. Uh, so it was, for me, I was, you know, a little bit older, but for me, it was a, supposed to be a summer job that turned on and off into seven years. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like Look, we've said it before, you and I have a lot of the same DNA. And, you know, I know that you carried the things that you did with you into the rest of everything you've done. Yeah. Um, so what are the, I mean, as far as while you were there at the attraction working it, I mean, what mm -hmm. else sticks out for you? Because I know there were a lot of changes happening in that 97 to 2000 range at, at Walt Disney World. Right. Right. Um, like I said, it... The, that first summer, like I worked a lot, mm -hmm. but then in the ensuing years, and as I was, as I took on more responsibility um, with the family business, I worked less and less, and so it was like, 
once every couple of weeks. Sometimes it would be a month. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one time that I came out to Anaheim for, and this is the thing that I do when I'm traveling. It's like if I can if I can find two or three different things that will happen on the same trip like that means that i have to take the trip so there was like a shareholders meeting for disney and then like my sixers were playing the clippers and then i was you know going to do some time doing the parks and uh and i remember that there was this one skip the, the skip that whose boat i rode i rode and it and it's different because we don't have the spieling where the Cambodian shrine is. Right. right. So that yeah. joke, yeah. So the joke with the with the with the tiger who jumps over the over the boat, we don't have that. So I'm like, oh, okay. But he kept calling it back. Mm-hmm. So so I forget how it goes, but it's something like it, you know, weighs up to two thousand pounds and can jump twenty feet in the air. Yeah. And then he'd say that again, like later on, and then later on, and and literally the first boat that I got on back in Florida, I did that. Mm-hmm. But and every single scene, there was something that could weigh up to 2,000 pounds and jump 20 feet yeah. in the air. Well, and that's, you know, there are, there's a half a dozen of those callback jokes. Yeah. Uh, the taste like chicken thing was a giant yeah. thing for a long time. Uh, but yeah, there are definitely, you know, I, I did the elephant memory jokes and called yes. that back three times. Yeah. Uh, where you get into danger is the guys who don't realize that there's a stopping point where those callbacks become less and less funny as you go on. So here's the thing. So... That is absolutely true, mm-hmm. but I blew past that point to the point where it starts to become funny again. It's absurd that you the, were... Yes. Yeah. So we, we were, I think it was around Trader Sam, that, you know, here's Trader Sam, he's our head salesman now, Trader Sam, when he's fully grown, can weigh up to 2,000 pounds and jump 20, and like, the boat would finish the joke, mm-hmm. and so when we pulled up to the dock... Um, I took getting out. Now you can be held. No, you can be helped out by these jungle cruise skippers uh, on the front or on the back. Now these jungle cruise skippers, when fully grown, and then the whole boat just repeated the line. Sure. And they were girls, and I was freaked out a little bit. And they poked their head like, "What the hell was that?" I'm like, "That's a joke that works." <laughs> yeah, and it is. I mean, look between the fact that Orlando has a longer river, yeah. it's wider of an actual waterway, so that the the show scenes feel much more distant. Yeah. You know, I, I got lucky in 03, I got to an end of Orlando and spiel the river down there for uh, a couple of trips. Yeah. And it was a very big culture shock for me for how different of an experience it is as a skipper. Right. You know, you don't have to worry about derailing. Uh, right. You know, that's a huge weight off the mind. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you've got, you've got a much longer, you know, trip that you have to pace. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found you couldn't rapid fire the jokes the way you couldn't in Anaheim. Oh, yeah, no. So just yeah. a very different, you know, experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and did you learn anything else when you were down there? Was it? Just, I'm guessing you didn't really want to. Did you learn a second attraction? No. Yeah. No, because I wasn't really in the system. Like there was no like. Oh, here it, I was just a guy floating through. Yeah. So um, actually, like a couple years later, uh, we were doing uh, the flower and garden show at Epcot because mm-hmm. one of one of our products was this container garden system, and so um, I had a friend like my aunt Linda, whose husband bought all of the stalls in Epcot. She was working at Imagineering then. Mm -hmm. And so she hooked us up with the guy who was in charge of the Flower and Garden Festival. And so we ended up selling earth boxes in Epcot for two years, Mm -hmm. for two of those. Um, But there was was a thing where um, the guy who was running the vendor village didn't report to him. He was his own thing. And he 
I'm not sure if he wanted us there. I don't think we fit mm-hmm. into what his his notion of what the the thing should be. And so they like didn't send us the stuff and like was avoiding my calls. But since I was a cast member, I could walk right into his office and say, hey, what's going on? And that really freaked him out. So, uh, so yeah, so one of the rules that he gave to us for our second year was that no other cast members except for me were allowed to work for us. Uh, it's so nice to have. It's, it, and for me, I got into the whole Disney thing because I was in the carpet business and I started selling to Imagineering. Yeah. And I was backstage all the time doing, you know, I, all the carpet at, at Autopia was carpet that we sold. Oh, yeah. All the artificial turf. So, yeah, yeah that's how I kind of got my back door. So I know how it is when you get those, yeah. you know, the here's your golden ticket, Charlie. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, we're going to take a quick break okay. because the camera has a limited amount of recording speed. Uh, so we will take a brief moment and come right back and we will. We'll wrap it up talking about uh, your friend and mine, Skipper Chuck. All right, and we're back. Yay, commercials. Yay, we're um, back. I'm going to make up commercials that don't even actually exist. Oh, that's awesome. Brands that you could think would be real. This episode was brought to you by Sparrow. You know, just make something up. Sparrow, when you need to have a second pair of underwear, just take the other pair out of the uh, starter pair of underwear. Sparrow is always there for you. See, I was going to go with when you run out of arrows. Yeah. Then you have a Sparrow. So so let's talk about Skipper Chuck because, you know, he has been uh, so much fun. He's been a delight. Uh, So it's been a a year-ish now that he's been floating around Instagram. Uh, About nine months. It was March. Yeah. It was March. It's amazing. It seems like he's been a fixture. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So tell me about the, the genesis of... Uh, our friend, the Skipper Muppet. Our friend, Skipper Chuck. So, 10 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, my girlfriend at the time uh, bought him for me for Christmas. And about a week after he showed up, I got a friend request on Facebook from him. She signed him up for Facebook. Got it. Um, so, for the five years that I, five more years that I was in that apartment, he was just sitting on top of the sitting on top of the TV, getting dusty. Yeah. And then in the house that I'm in now, he's just sitting in my kitchen in the corner. And um, so in the, in the house that I'm in now, I have a, a guest house in the back. And originally I had wanted to do, I wanted to have a jungle hut. So I think it was in one of those behind the scenes Pixar videos where they've got all the tiki lounges and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, I want, when I have a house, I want a jungle hut. And so that was going to be my office. But since there was a guest house, um, it turned, it just overtook the whole guest house. Yeah. So everything in there is jungle cruised, like everything. Um, and so it was, it was last spring I saw on the internets that there's a thing, the, uh, the backside of water bottle. Mm-hmm. So, well, I need that to put it in the jungle hut. Sure. And in the same transaction, they had the little Duffy bear that was dressed in an adventurer. I, I, I don't know if, you, if you've heard on the podcast my ravings about how much I dislike Duffy. Okay. Yeah, Duffy is just the Antichrist for me. He I, just, I believe that. Yeah. I believe that. Rough, I just like, it just reeks of crass commercialization. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally, totally. However, I feel like in Japan, like, oh, they oh, love them. Different, yeah. Like, they have the little, they have the little, the little platforms, like, put your Duffy Bear. Yeah. Like, when they brought it in, I'm like, that's a little, like, why don't you just 
Like yep. nope, nope. you have nope. enough Tokyo. You have Tokyo enough characters. You have enough characters. Why do you need? A... But anyway, so I got that to put it in with like the you know because I have the the Indiana Jones Mickey and the Adventureland Goofy and I've got the masturbating Tarzan. You know about that one? I do not. But hold on half a second because okay. my I want to make sure that this uh, didn't turn off. Nope, it did not. Okay, good. All right. So do you want me to go back? Yeah, or? no, no, no. We can just talk about... Uh, okay. I'll edit a little bit. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so I got, the, I got the Duffy Bear, and they also had his pith helmet with the Mickey Mouse ears. Mm -hmm. And when Animal Kingdom opened, I remember I got a lot of the Animal Kingdom merch because it's kind of in themed with the Jungle Cruise. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Kilimanjaro, I would go work it tomorrow. I love Kilimanjaro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I don't know if the, I don't know if I'm just making this up, but I I feel like I saw somewhere where they told they told the story that someone told Eisner that originally Walt wanted the Jungle Cruise animals to be real, and he yeah. was like, well, "Let's make a park out of that." Um, so I, I don't know that I'd give Eisner that much credit. Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. But you know, it, it's fun to believe that. So uh, yeah. So it was the pith helmet with the ears, and, but it wasn't human sized. Right. And I thought, well, I need to have that. But what am I going to do with it? Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, you know what? I bet that'll fit on the Muppet. Let me put that on the Muppet. So I put it on him, and it kind of fit. I'm like, all right, well, I'll get him. Uh, was, was it a Frosty the Snowman moment where the, you know he started coming to life when you put a hat on his head? It was, you know what? It was baby steps. Yeah. It was baby steps. So the next thing I did was I got him, you know, I, I looked up, you know, uh, uh, a khaki shirt for him. So, I, you know, got him, his, mm -hmm. got, him his, got him his outfit and then I got him his name tag. Um, I originally wanted to do like a J name because there was a place in Lake Buena Vista called uh, Jungle Gyms, mm -hmm. which was like the best place ever. They had these, um, they had this. Monte Cristo peanut butter and jelly sandwich hmm. on the dessert menu. It was amazing. But that was the place where everyone, at least everyone who worked at Magic Kingdom, would go after work. And so I wanted it to be a J name, but I also wanted it to be a name tag that just had the Mickey on it, not one that specifically said Disney World or Disneyland. Sure. So the best one I could find was Chuck. And you can't do a lot better than Chuck as a name. No, no, no. not for that scenario. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I got his name tag. And this was like literally the week of Adventureland Day. Mm -hmm. So I went to Adventureland Day and had a blast. And then the next day, I'm taking, you know, my, I'm Instagramming all, all my swag that I got. And I thought, you know what? This would be a lot funnier if the Muppet were taking these pictures. Um, and it would be a lot less, you know, like materialistic, like, hey, look at all my stuff. Because mm -hmm. I get a little self-conscious about that. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so the next thing, the next time, so I, I figured whenever I add something to the collection, I'll have him post about it. And so at first it was kind of like, I guess it was kind of like Buzz Lightyear, where like he, he, he lives there. And when you're not around, he does stuff. Mm -hmm. And he posts stuff on his Instagram when you're not around. But he lives there, and he's kind of delusional. He thinks that that's the Jungle Cruise. Mm -hmm. um, and then, like the next week, I was at Disneyland for my birthday. I'm like, it's gonna, it'd be much more fun to have him in environments here. So maybe he's the, maybe he lives in that reality, like where Albert Falls is real, or where the 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 elephants aren't rubber. Um, but then it, I settled on the the best 
like story for him is that he's just a Muppet who works there, that he's a cast member, mm -hmm. that he lives in Southern California, and that he could do all of the things that you see cast members doing on their Instagram when they're not cast membering. Yep. You know, so like all of the things that Southern California has to offer for a Disney nerd, all of the things that I was jealous of when I lived in Orlando, mm -hmm. stuff like the Van Eaton auctions and all of the Hollywood Bowl shows and before Jimmy Kimmel got yep. there, um, they would have they would turn that whole building into an attraction. Mm -hmm. So they had Yeah, cuz it was the with the um the El Cap next door. So I was there for the Nightmare Before Christmas when they had all the sets in place. Yeah. Did you did you make it out to the Muppets Take the Bowl? To the Hollywood yes. Bowl? That was... Yes. I don't think that they've done anything better with the Muppets in the last 10 years. No, it was great. It was great. It was like... like 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 get a little it was getting misty in there. Oh yeah, it, it I was so great. I would go back and watch them uh, do live shows like that and pay, yeah. pay good money for yeah. it. It was phenomenal. Yeah. So and, and yeah. So like that's the kind of thing. Like if if Chuck were a rat, well he was, but he had a different name. Sure. Um, like he definitely would have been at that show. Mm -hmm. Um and uh, yeah and so that's just kind of the you know he's been doing a post every day. Um, and that's that's who he is, but it's been really um, it's been really gratifying the the connection that people have had with him in a way that I didn't really anticipate. Because mm -hmm. frankly, he was just supposed to be a decoration. Um, and before you contacted him to ask him on the podcast, like it never occurred to me to even like operate him or talk as him. Sure. You know, so, um, but you have to find your voice somehow. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You do. You do. So, um, and the other thing that I found really is really fun is that how much he's been embraced mm -hmm. by Kurt and former skippers. Yep. Like in a way that I didn't I didn't I didn't anticipate that either. And I think the 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 thing that I've realized is that these are people whose job is to tell silly jokes and pretend that elephants are real. Mm -hmm. So when you present them with this premise that, oh here's he's 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 your coworker, he's just a Muppet, mm -hmm. instead of rolling their eyes, they're like, Yes, I yep. want to play that game. Take, yep. I want to go to there. And so that's why he was on your last boat. Yep. You know, and when I like took, uh, when I finally, when he finally met Freddie, uh, Skipper Freddie in person, you know, Freddie's like, oh yeah, we go way back. And, uh, you know, back to, yeah. you know, blah, 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 whatever, you know, the backstory. And that like just immediately happens. So there's just this mythology that's getting created around it. Yeah. And there's this wonderful yes ending that everyone does. Yep. You know, um, and yeah, and, and totally like the, like the guys in Florida, because I went to the, I went to this Adventureland Day um, event. The Lost Safari Party, and like they they met me at Jack Lindsay's, yeah. all in costume to have drinks with Chuck. We just I think what we need to do is we need to do the next Adventures Day with Chuck and all of his other Muppet friends in jungle costume and try to get a cadre, <laughs> like a full rotation of of uh, skippers, of, skipper of adventure puppets. Muppets. Yeah, Adventure Muppets. That would be cool. Dude, I would watch a show called Adventure Muppets. Right. Oh yeah, the Adventures of the SEA, you know, yeah, 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 with, with totally. all, all Muppet story. I would totally Disney get on that Disney plus 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 or plus minus. plusing your pluses. Yes, to the plus plus perfect plus. Yes, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, because Disney Plus needs a little help. They're they're struggling. Yeah, I know. No one's watching that. Uh, so uh, I I have a problem with Baby Yoda. 
Okay. Because he's not Yoda, obviously. Everyone no. calls it. So I think we need to, to think of a Yo, like Baby Yodel. Yodel's not bad. Yo-Yo. Oh, you can't uh, play with his with his yo-yo. Yeah. Well, the thing the thing that I found interesting. So I was watching the Star Wars show so yesterday. Yeah, so Yaddle. Yeah. Yes. Yaddle. Yaddle. Um, they don't call him Baby Yoda. They're like, it was it was almost shocking because yeah. they're like the child because yeah. that's what he's called the child, and it was like because everywhere else on the internets it's Baby Yoda, mm-hmm. and it's you know we know that it's not Yoda, but it's a baby yeah. of the Yoda. You know, but I thought that that was a little bit yeah, the jarring. Anger, the anger of that is, uh, oh, there's a microphone. There's a microphone. But yeah, there's a, there's a bit of anger uh, about the, the Yoda phrasing and terminology. It's funny. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think I've shared more Chuck Instagrams and Facebook things over the last six months than any other jungle Oh, wow. thing that's out there and it was tough cause I, you know because when Chuck burst onto the scene I was still in in hiatus right so I couldn't do anything you right know, I wasn't really I was still working for the company and there's a lot I couldn't support um, you know I'm looking forward to, to going to the premiere with with you and Chuck I think that's gonna be great yeah still working on getting my connections hooked up Dwayne you know how to get a hold of me I know you listen to the podcast obviously uh, well actually yeah I know yeah um, <laughs> So yeah, and then you know the I am going to be doing a video where I break down the the first trailer. Uh, there's a lot of inside info that I think will be good, and by saying it out loud, that means I actually have a shot at doing it and remembering that I'm promising. Right. Because that's the hard thing. And this so content creation wise, mm-hmm. um, uh, it's hard for me to put together a podcast every month. Right. So I mean, are you constantly being challenged with new and interesting ways to chuckify your life? Well, so so that's the good thing about Instagram is that I only I'm only doing one post per day. Sure. You know, and so like for instance today today we're doing this on today's Walt's birthday, mm-hmm. and so part of me was there was like a picture I took yesterday. There is I wanted to have a picture of him of Chuck with you, but then oh it's it's Walt's birthday. I'm gonna do something for that. Yeah, this this isn't going up for this is gonna be a more heavy editing on yeah. this one that I've done for a while. Absolutely. So. There are some days that like seems like a stretch, but then there are some days where I've got so much. Um, when I got back from Florida, um, oh, it's just fodder though. I mean, oh, we, yeah, the I fodder had, of I had I had a month's worth of posts, and and that whole experience was really interesting to me because when I first started doing it, it. I, my my feeling was security's never gonna let me in here with this Muppet. Mm-hmm. Like no, they're not. So that's why most of them are. Well, it was all Photoshop for a while. But since I was bringing him, if for no other reason than to take pictures with the guys, because I brought them the the golden piranha mugs. Mm-hmm. Like, well, he's got to come. And so I tried, like, just walked up and and brought him in. And if it because his arm rod was out, mm-hmm. the the manager at security came over and asked me what this was. Mm-hmm. And then I told him. And I showed him the Instagram. And, and the, the funniest thing, he said, oh, well, this guy looks like he's going to be a sensation. <laughs> and then and then he, he had to, like, he had to text or message the duty manager. And, he, it, and this is so great. He says, so there's a guest here with a Skipper Chuck puppet. As if that means something. As if, thing, As if yeah, because yeah, it's a thing now. Um, and and we're waiting and and you know had w- waited a couple minutes, you know, and I was telling them that like yeah no I know the rules like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna yeah. I'm not gonna I, operate I'm not gonna be distracted yeah, or anything I, like I that. I feel like being an ex cast member, you know, the language that they're looking for. Yes. And so he was uh, so he's so he waited a minute. He said, you know what? 
I don't think it's going to be a problem. Um, if it is, we'll find you. I'm like, well, that's comforting. Yeah. So we I, have eyes on Yeah. You. So when I got, but when I got into the park, I think every other cast member I passed by mm-hmm. was like, oh my god, I love your puppet. Yeah. When we got on Pirates, we walked into the where the turnstile is, and the greeter who I'd never met before, just saw him hanging out of my bag, saw that he was dressed like a skipper, that his name tag said Chuck, and she's like, hey, Skipper Chuck, how's it going today? Mm-hmm. And that was my hope for a week. It was just that nonstop. Yeah. Did you get a chance to go to Rizzo's with him? Yes. Yeah. See, yes. Rizzo's is so well-themed. Yes. Oh, that, that back, that, I mean, if you've ever been to a banquet like a wedding oh, banquet yeah. in new jersey mm-hmm. like that is so like that was practically where my cousin got married it was dead on yeah. it was so amazing and i'm walking i'm walking through it going i bet barely anyone gets what this is but it's yeah. hilarious um so yeah and so we took him on i took him on on muppets 3d and i got like a shot of the of the uh the cannon going off over his over his shoulder and um we were in the muppet store Mm -hmm. and actually the manager came up she's like okay can we get pictures with my cast members with him yeah so like we had a photo shoot yeah and i'm like promising the guy at security that i wasn't going to do stuff like this yeah and oh and also when we were at so we had we had lunch at the skipper canteen Mm -hmm. and i was going around looking for your fish and they're helping me find the fish and this girl comes in and i don't know what she was she was dressed as a skipper and she said oh you know what there's some trainees coming through some wet skippers um i'm gonna bring them by they need to talk to chuck mm-hmm. so she had me put him on and give them a pep talk <laughs> and like like it's, oh, i wish i'd been on video oh it was great and I, and, and, I, and i and i'll admit like i wasn't at the top of my game i didn't say a whole lot but it was still just kind of amazing that like yeah. oh yeah everyone is yes ending and everyone wants to play yeah and that's look that is part of the magic of of where the parks are at right now i don't think yeah. that would have happened 10 years 15 years ago when i was like you know i went uh to walt disney world the weekend after the thunder incident What's uh, the, thunder the, incident? the fatality on big thunder mountain oh i don't remember that yeah it was, so it would have been like 2004 2000 okay. so anyway so i was down there in orlando and all i got to talk about was all the things that were happening in anaheim when i wasn't even there and you get this great experience of yeah you know get it but no i feel like the 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 play level and the the um, autonomy the agency to actually make magic is better now yeah you know I do think that's one thing there are other things that are worse it's always that balance but I, right. I think that that agency of, of cast members making magic really is better than it has been you know and, and it's interesting you say that because I remember when we went through traditions there was a there's a thing that they kind of went away from a little bit but one thing that they drilled into us was that like we're the front line and we want to empower you to be the first line of defense mm-hmm. and so we had a lot of leeway in like guest service recovery like Oh, someone stole your stroller. Oh, and there's a, oh, here, have, have, yeah. have a poncho. Have, oh, stole your camera. Here, have a disposable camera. And there was like, they would let us do yeah. whatever now, we had to do. And now that has filtered up to being a lead only thing. Right. Yeah. Which is a shame because I mean, I remember when I was a Adventureland area greeter, we had a lot of leeway with, with uh, no strings attached passes and, yeah. and things like that. So, well, I'm, I'm excited uh, with what Chuck has done so far. 
I'm looking forward to continuing to see where he's going. Um, I definitely think that his role in the Jungle Cruise movie is going to be fantastic. Yeah, yeah, he's really excited uh, about that. Yeah, I, I think casting him uh, on the villainous side was a surprise. Well, you know, you got to... Zig when they zag. Yeah, well, there's three movies, so I mean, by the end of the third one, I'm sure he'll be redeemed and have a positive story. And That's... then, and then come back around again. Oh yeah, well, by by movie five. Well, yeah, you know. yeah. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure for the last year having the both of you as friends. But uh, yeah, I feel like you know, there's always this camaraderie of skippers where we all, you know, feel very quickly and closely that we're part of the same same uh, tribe. Same tribe. Yeah. Uh, but with you, I think we're we're the tribe with uh, a closer familial parentage. I feel like you and I are on the same boat, as they say. <laughs> B-O-T-E. Uh, all right, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm looking forward to seeing where things go with Chuck, and uh, we you know we'll keep him uh, in the universe of the Jungle Cruise. Uh, you know, there will be there Skipper w- store, Skip merch, Skipper Chuck merch. Yes, well, there will be there will be uh, some some interesting and r- possibly big things happening in the new year. Good. I'm looking forward to it. Well, thank you, my friend. Uh, So let's get back to all of you out in Internet land. Thanks for hanging with us for another episode of Tales from the Jungle Cruise. Uh, We are so happy to be back. Uh, It is, however, once again December, and uh, we will get episodes to you as quickly as we can with people. If you are a skipper or know a skipper who might like to be on the show, uh, drop us an email, skipper uh, jungle-cruise, C-R-E-W-S, at gmail.com. We're over on Instagram at jungle-cruise, C-R-E-W-S, podcast. Skipper Chuck is at Skipper Chuck. See how easy that makes it. Um, but yeah, stay in touch, guys. Let us know what's happening in your jungle worlds, and we will continue to promote it on the show. If you're an artist and you'd like to join us over at the Skipper Store and have your uh, designs showcased on T-shirts and such things, and make a little bit of money on this side, drop us an email as well. Uh, we're over at T Public, T E E P U B L I C, and uh, just search Jungle Cruise C R E W S, and the product come up. Uh, even better though, go over to our Instagram or Facebook and find the links there. We make a little bit more money off of those things if you follow the links. Thanks, everybody. Uh, Have a great holiday season. Uh, Hippo holidays to everyone. For those of you who are jingle cruising, uh, congratulations. For everyone who is sad in Anaheim, our condolences. And uh, Kungaloosh, everyone. Kungaloosh.